Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Burton Rudeed's The Story Of, a collection of short biographies of South Asian icons from our past and present. Today we're telling the story of the Sri Lankan architect Manette de Silva. Considered the pioneer of modern architecture in Sri Lanka, de Silva was internationally recognised. She was the first Sri Lankan woman to be trained as an architect and the first Asian woman to be elected an associate of the Royal Institute of British Architects in 1948. She was unable to study in what was then known as Ceylon, so persuaded her family to let her go to Bombay. De Silva was part of political circles, which included Mulk Rajanand and Ravi Shankar, and during the time of political upheaval in India, she attended a free Gandhi march. She was then expelled from her school for not writing an apology about her attendance to that very march. During her visit back home, she met Harold Ramsbottom, first Viscount Solbury, who took an interest in her situation. He personally intervened and in his capacity as head of the education committee in the UK, he managed to arrange a place for her at the Architectural Association allowing her to take a special Royal Institute of British Architects examination. She returned to Sri Lanka in 1948, and her experiments in architecture began with the Garan Aratne House in Kandy. This house still stands in the city. In 1960, she left Sri Lanka for five years, travelling in Greece, Iran, Pakistan and Afghanistan, and occasionally revisited India. In 1975, De Silva went to Hong Kong to join the Department of Architecture as the first woman architect. She left Hong Kong five years later, and in 1982, she worked on the Candy Arts Centre back in Sri Lanka. It was a large interactive space where a number of activities could take place with a strong symbiotic relationship of architecture and entertainment. De Silva hoped the art centre would be the most characteristic and living illustration in the region of a contemporary Candian architecture. De Silva built a series of private houses, mostly in Candy, but some in Colombo, but also social and cooperative housing. It was reflective of her father's role as Minister of Health. Now, only the first derelict house and her final commission from the 1980s survive in anything like their original form. Most have been demolished due to the value of their sites. In 1998, as the collage version of her life was being readied for publication, she died, isolated and almost forgotten. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that story. Um, if you have any suggestions for any South Asian icons that you want to hear about, then drop us a message and we'll make sure we do the research and tell the stories.